Hi everyone and welcome back to the HSC Network podcast. This week we're joined by Henry Mooney of Equal Online and we're going to be answering some of the most frequently asked questions when it comes to the cost regulations in 2021. Cool, perfect. Well, thanks. thank you very much for coming on the show, Henry. Uh, can you start off by giving us an introduction into yourself and your position within Equal Online? Yeah, th- thank you, David. Delighted to be uh, joining you, you today. Um, the uh, I have, um, I suppose I could go back to, I graduated um, with a degree in environmental science. And from that, I worked with a company called ITW. We manufactured over a thousand different adhesives, glues, solvent paints, um, and we had over 1,200 raw materials. So I, I worked there uh, up to, the, to um, the, the European Health and Safety Manager you know what I mean? So we, we generated generally um, huge vats or um, we had reactors also, and we'd batches up to maybe 2,000 litres. So there was significant exposure there to, you know what I mean, lots of different uh, dangerous substances. From there, then, um, I joined Eco Online. For the past 15 years, and I've been providing advice to organisations across all sectors on all aspects associated with uh, dangerous substances, whether it's the... Uh, the REACH and GHS regulations, the um, COSH and the ZEARS regulations, or the transport um, uh, re- regulations. Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's me. Perfect. Well, yeah, thanks again for coming on the show. Um, I think today we're going to have a little bit of a discussion around COSH. Um, we've asked our listeners um, to submit what their um, sort of burning COSH questions are, if you like. Um, and obviously, we've had a bit of back and forth with yourself about what you think would be good to cover. Um, can you start off by giving us maybe an overview of the cost regulations? Okay, yeah, yeah, very good. A good start. Um, so, the, what is the cost? The cost is is a UK piece of legislation, and what it does is it requires um, employers um, to control substances that are hazardous to, to health. So, so to protect and to reduce uh, the exposure of their staff to hazardous substances. And hazardous substances um, can be chemicals that you're working with. They can be biological agents, can be dust or powders that you're working with. It also can be processes, maybe the likes of uh, grinding. Um, and, and what it does, it, it, it places an emphasis on, on on the employer to identify what are the hazards, um, what are the different chemicals, for example, that are hazardous, um, then to complete a risk assessment on the safe use of those uh, chemical products or hazardous substances to implement the control measures that come out of the um, uh, risk assessment, um, to provide information and instruction and training to their staff on the safe use of those chemical uh, products or hazardous substances to put um, emergency response procedures in place. So there's there's a whole you know I mean uh, list of things that that companies and organisations need to do to make sure that they comply with the COSH regulations. Um, and, and COSH, what does it stand for? It stands for Control of Substances Hazardous to Health. So we're very much when we look at chemicals, we're looking at um, how they can affect your health. So are you talking about, for example, corrosive to your skin, corrosive to your eyes, irritating um, by inhalation? Um, is it toxic? Um, and, and I suppose when it comes to health, then you can have acute health effects. So something could be toxic by inhalation, where you go into a room and um, you inhale the substance because of a high enough concentration, you go unconscious and you could die as a result of it. Or there's other chemicals that have chronic health effects um, where you will develop um, symptoms over a longer period of time, over weeks, uh, months or years. And, and the employer has 
you know what I mean, duties to protect their workers from those um, hazardous chemicals. There's a lot of scope and depth to the regulations, uh, and you, you know, summed it up brilliantly there. Um, what would you say are the top line things that employers need to know about the regulations? Um, so, you know, if, if I look at what are the key things that they need to uh, do, uh, you know, so they need to look at, um, first of all, creating a, a list or an inventory of the chemicals that they use within the uh, organization. Um, they need then to complete uh, the risk assessment. Um, they need to make sure that those actions that come out of the risk assessment are implemented. They need to provide um, instructions uh, and training to staff on safe use of those chemicals. If required, they have to complete occupational monitoring of the safe use of chemicals. And they also need to make sure that they have processes and procedures in place in the event of, of an emergency. Maybe to start off with what to ask, you know, what would be the, the first things that you need to do to comply with, with the cost regulations? I would say that the first thing you need to do is, is, is as they create that list of your hazardous substances created by the uh, department um, and then to source the safety data sheet. OK, so once you source the safety data sheet, then you will be able to then to um, identify the hazards. Because in section two of the safety data, you identify what are the hazardous hazards of the substance. Once you've identified the hazards, then you complete your uh, chemical risk assessment or your cost risk assessment. Following that, then, you know, you'll identify some controls you need to put into place. Is it might identify the type of PPE that that your staff need to wear? You might identify that you need to put in an eyewash station. But whatever you identify, then you need to implement those control measures. Once you've implemented control measures, then you need to provide training to staff. How do they safely use the chemicals? What are the hazards associated uh, with with, with with the chemicals. And as part of completing that risk assessment, you also need to look at other aspects such as emergency uh, response, um, both control measures and, and mitigation measures. So why do we need to complete a cost risk assessment if we have a safety data sheet for a chemical? I, I get asked that at that quite quite a lot uh, <laughs> at a lot of, a lot of courses. Um, and uh, the the safety data sheet. What is it? It's, it's a sixteen section health and safety information sheet that's provided by um, the manufacturer of the chemical or substance, and they're providing that with specific information, which sometimes can be generic. That they're providing it then to all users. So whether you're using a thousand liters of that chemical, if it's corrosive, or you're using a liter of it, you are, have access to the same information on the safety data sheet. What the risk assessment done or the cost risk assessment does is it looks at how are you using the chemical within your organization and the control measures that you need to put in place. So if a, if a member of staff is exposed to a thousand liters versus at one liter, the control measures will be significantly different. Uh, so you really need to take into account what are, how you are using that uh, chemical product. Yeah, and, and the control measures, I guess, would differ between in industries as well, wouldn't they? Oh, yes, absolutely. So, uh, you know, a, a chemical could be used across various different um, uh, various different sectors and used in, in different ways. Even within the same organization, 
You could be using, for example, a cleaning product in one department, you could be using a significant amount of it. And in a laboratory, you could be using very small quantities. Mm. You need to do two separate cautious assessments for those different uh, processes. Great. Well, I think we'll first we'll move on to our first uh, question from the audience, um, which is sometimes safety data sheets can be of poor quality. What do you do in those situations? What do we do when there are poor safety data sheets, Henry? Um, yes, yes. Safety data sheets, sometimes when they come in from the uh, manufacturers, they can be of, of poor quality. Um, uh, uh, and what I would say is a couple of uh, key points there. When you're sourcing your safety data sheets is what we say is it's go directly to the, get, get it from the manufacturer. Because if you're getting it from maybe your downstream supplier or your distrib- distributor, it may be it may have been a while since they got the up-to-date safety data sheet from the, the manufacturer. So by going straight to the manufacturer, you're so sourcing the most current safety data sheets. Um, second thing I would say then is that the, 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 the employer has a legal obligation to provide their staff with a safety data sheet, but there's also a legal duty on the manufacturer or supplier of the product to supply you with a safety data sheet, which is compliant with uh, the UK regulations. And, and if they're not complying with the UK regulations, well, then you may need to look to get um, uh, uh, look to get your product from a different supplier because they may not just be uh, a reputable company that is providing you with with the safety data sheet that you um, that 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 you need. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Well, now we've covered sort of safety data sheets. Um, we'll move on to the next question, um, which looks at cost risk assessments. Henry, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see when when reviewing cost risk assessments? Um. When reviewing cost assessments, what I see is, first of all, probably is, if I look at it, is the template, is that the template that's generated can be seven or eight pages long. And what I find then is that it's quite a cumbersome task to complete the risk assessment. You know, there's, there's a huge amount of information to be filled in. And also then, you know, employees are using chemicals that aren't interested in, in reading them. So what I would say is to get your template, get it right, keep it concise and short so that it's easy to complete the risk assessment and also then easy for it to be read and understood by um, your, your, your staff. What, what I also um, find is, is, you know, is how you go about doing your risk assessments. And, and it's key there that you involve the key employees within the department or the organization that are using the chemical. You know, if, if, and what I find one of the best ways for completing your chemical assessments, maybe in each key department to have maybe two key employees who will take responsibility for completing the cost risk assessment, and then they may be signed off by um, the health and safety, uh, safety department. And I guess it's about making the, you know, like you say, making the risk assessments as easy to fill in as possible to can increase compliance. Yes, uh, absolutely. You know, when it's easy to read and understand, you'll have greater engagement from the employees and greater um, involvement. And that's why I would see if you can try and keep your templates to uh, two or three, um, to, to two or three pages. Um, the other thing... I, uh, I would say about completing the cost risk assessment, another maybe mistake I see is that 
um, very often I see that the information is maybe copied from the safety data sheet over directly into the cost risk assessment and they don't take into account the specific quantities that you are using on site. So for example, it might see in a safety data sheet wear a full uh, body suit. But if they're using only 10 mils, you know, maybe adequate to have a, an apron and, and a pair of goggles. So very important that you take into account how you are using and how you are applying uh, that product within your within your organization. Brilliant. And the next question is: How often do the risk assessments need to be updated? Okay, another uh, <laughs> very good question. FAQ. Um, yes, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I get it. And, and it is so. If I if I complete a, a, a new chemical has arrived on site and I complete a, a cost risk assessment. Um, and I identified that there are a significant number of additional control measures or uh, mitigation measures that I need to implement. Um, you know, so maybe I might have five or six actions. Well, then I might say, I, I would say, I'm going to implement these and then I'm going to review the risk assessment. Um, I, I'm going to, re to, to review the risk assessment once I've implemented those. So I might put in the next, uh, next date to be reviewed maybe in three months at time. Outside of that, then a lot of organizations will um, review their risk assessments, cost risk assessments on an annual basis. And I, I find that the bulk of the work is at the beginning in completing your cost assessments, reviewing them then generally there isn't a huge change in processes or procedures. So, you know, reviewing it, when you review your risk assessments, you're really looking for an, the nuggets. So has there been a change in the classification? Has there uh, been a change in the process? And you might find then, you know, I mean, one or two things you need to tweak in the risk assessment and review the process. Other than that, then you really need to review your, your cost risk assessment if there is um, a change in the classification of the product. So a new safety data sheet arrives and the classification has changed from irritant to corrosive you need to update your risk assessment then. Or another time is if you have a significant change in the process. So you're now, you are using 100 mils and now you're using a liter for the application. You really need to, at that point, uh, update your, your cost risk assessment. Brilliant. And the next question, <laughs> I think it's one we've covered a little bit earlier, is how to get employees to follow the regulations in their work. With regards to risk assessments, you know, as we said, it's making it as easy to follow as possible. Mm. Um, but how about the wider regulations, Henry? Yeah, so what, what I see as being key um, to, to, to really for, to, to implement and to get the staff involved is the first thing I would say is training. Education and training is key. Make sure they know what are the hazards of uh, the chemicals. Um, you know what I mean? Can they identify this substance is corrosive, this substance is toxic, this substance is irritant, and what they really know the true, the true meaning of that. Um, second thing I would say is, is, uh, is engagement. So, you know, if you're implementing control measures is to engage the staff. So for example, if you, if you now decide as part of your cost risk assessment that all staff in a certain department have to wear safety goggles, why not bring in four or five different types of safety goggles and ask staff, which one do they prefer? If they like a pair that they, they're more likely uh, to, to, to wear it, um, wear the safety goggles. And then you got to look at maybe on a higher level, look at the culture within your organization. Is there ongoing awareness and training? And if, if somebody in that department is not wearing uh, the safety goggles, will somebody beside them say, here, listen, you're on the goggles there to, to, to protect, protect your eyes. And that has to come from, you know, I mean, training 
all staff in the organization, but you know, we have a strong, a, a strong ongoing focus in in chemical safety and cost regulations and simple things like having maybe an exercise at, at, at lunchtime, having a quiz, who knows what these hazards mean, just keeps it in their minds and keeps reminding them that, you know, these chemicals can be corrosive. They will, they will cause burns. And it, when you involve employees in that process, um, it's, uh, you know, it's something we find in with other clients is they take more ownership of it, don't they? That it it's naturally increases compliance. Absolutely. And even back to the point about completing the cash risk assessments, if you have two key people in the department who are, have maybe received additional training for completing the cost risk assessments, you know, they're going to be leaders when it comes to uh, chemical safety, safety compliance, you know, because they've identified what we need to improve and they, you know, they, they will look to pr- promote that. But, but yeah, absolutely, it, it will lead to greater compliance by having a, a more engagement. Next question, and it's another big one. Are the cost regulations impacted by Brexit at all? Ooh, good, uh, good question. Um, yes. Uh, so, with Brexit, um, we are having changes to, to, to the um, uh, uh, to the really the the, the key regulations are, are REACH and CLP uh, regulations. REACH is registration evaluation authorization and restriction of, of chemicals, and you know a, a new set of REACH UK regulations are are being set up. Um, and that's about really the registration of the uh, chemicals um, to make sure, you know, I mean, to ensure that we can have a high level of protection to, to staff. And then we have the CLP regulations, the classification, labeling and packaging. So that's how you classify the chemical. Is it corrosive? Is it, um, is it, um, is it, has the label changed? has the uh, packaging that's required to change. So because the UK have introduced their own version of the REACH and CLP regulations, there will be a divergence from the, um, from the EU regulations. Um, and what we'll find is that it, it, it won't have a direct impact on the COSH uh, regulations because the COSH regulations are UK regulations, but it will have an indirect impact. So for example, because the CLP regulations are changing, then safety data sheets will change and, and you, they will diverge from EU safety data sheets. So you could have safety data sheets that will be classified different in the UK to the, um, to the EU. So you'll need to make sure that your safety data sheets are UK compliant and that, that then will have a knock-on effect because it may change the hazards or, um, that for, for completing your cost risk assessments. Will the regulations change at all in the future now that Brexit is? No, the cost mm-hmm. regulations, I don't see uh, a, a, a significant um, change to those regulations in the future, but certainly the REACH and CLP, there is a thought there that they will diverge from the EU regulations and we, we will see then um, that uh, that will have a knock-on effect on the cost, the cost regulations. Perfect. And... Yeah, I think we've covered some great stuff today, Henry. Um, the, fast, the last question that I want to finish on is, what does, have you got any tips for small businesses that want to comply with the cost regulations? Start off with the, with, the, with the basics of start doing up your inventory. And when you're taking your inventory, make sure you get the actual name of the product, 
the, um, the, the, the product number from the manufacturer and the manufacturer's details. You know, because then it, it, it just lays foundation then for sourcing the safety data sheet that is going to be the correct one that you're going to use then to complete your, your cash uh, risk, risk assessments. Um, the other thing I would say, this is a small tip, you know, is spill kits, for example. When you have um, a spill kits, you're required to complete a check on the spill kits. Um, but if you actually put a breakable tie on the closure of the spill kit, you know, then you only need to check to make sure that that, that tie is intact. So it kind of it simplifies the process of, of completing uh, that checks. Just a, a, small, a, a small tip to finish with. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Henry. Uh, where can people go if they want to get in touch with you or find out more about the solutions that Echo Online provides? Yes, yeah. So if, if you wish, you can uh, check out our uh, website. It's ecoonline.com. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Henry. Take care. Okay. Thank you, David. Perfect. Thanks. Bye.